everybody, it's Robbie, and today's episode of Living Abroad Vietnam, we're going to talk about what to expect when going on vacation here in Vietnam. So if you're ready, let's go. Okay, everybody. So... I wasn't too sure how I wanted to handle episode three because I wasn't sure, well, you know, what do I talk about? Do I talk about food? Do I talk about the culture? Some of the holidays? But I said, you know what? I think first we need to talk about vacation. I think vacation is a very important thing when coming to Vietnam because not everyone wants to live here. But I know many people want to come and explore the country and see what it's all about. So today I wanted to take you by a step-by-step process on to how to get to Vietnam, you know, what required documents do you need, what to expect, and, you know, some places that you can enjoy while being in Vietnam. So I wanted to share that with you today. So let's kick it off. So initially, when you want to go to Vietnam, you need what they call an e-visa, which stands for electronic visa. And there's only one website that you can do this from. It's the government website. Uh, If I have the ability to put the website in the description below, uh, check it out. But if not, you can always Google, you know, Vietnam e-visa. And I think it's usually the first or second uh, link. And it looks really sketchy. Like it doesn't, it's not very professional looking. So many people might be turned off from it, might be a little scared. But this is the official way to get the e-visa. And now I wanted to give like a little bit of warning about the visa. It's very easy to get one, but you need to remember a few things. Uh, one, you need to fill out all the correct information. And you need to give yourself at least three to five days for it to be processed. Uh, I would not process it during the weekend because they don't process during uh, the weekend. They only operate during the business hours. So if you're living in America, you know, just remember that there is like about a 12 to 14 hour difference. So, you know, I would be really mindful about when you're going to do the visa. So if you're going to do it on a Friday night, they're not going to look at it till Wednesday Oh, next week probably or Tuesday next week. So just kind of keep it in mind of when you're doing it. So for me, when I did my visas, you know, I probably would do it on a Monday, probably hear back by like a Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, and that's pretty typical. I, I see a lot of expats, they're going they're going to Vietnam and they do it last minute. They go, okay, well, I'm taking a trip on the 20th. I'm going to, you know, do the e-visa on the 17th. And then the, the 20th comes and they're on the plane and they get to like the international section and then they deny them because they don't have their visa. Uh, so that's one thing I, I wanted to really stress people. You know, make sure you plan your visas properly because they will deny you at the border or anywhere, even on an airplane. I don't even think you get that far. They won't even let you get into the actual plane. So please keep that in mind. Uh, you know, I, I've seen many, many people get stranded for a couple of days waiting for that visa to happen. Um, it was almost a similar situation with me. Uh, when I first went, I was in, I came in April and it was a really difficult situation because at that time uh, you did need a COVID test. So I was in limbo between getting my COVID test and having my visa. So the visa wasn't a problem. That was the easy part. But I was kind of waiting for my uh, COVID test. Uh, test to come through and that came in like the last like maybe hour of the friday night before i left oh my gosh so i was like super excited so i was able to print out my uh vaccine or no i'm sorry my test and i was able to go on because uh, at that time you couldn't even get to the airport without the actual test uh 
results. That was just like, there was no way, um, especially with Vietnam, because they were very, very strict with the COVID uh, process at that time. Uh, so, you know, make sure you have all your required documents. So again, leave yourself some time to prepare for the visa. Make sure you have it printed out. They don't want to do electronic. They won't see an image on your phone. They, they don't like it. So make sure you have your passport and your visa in hand. And that'll be your smoothest way when it comes to entering Vietnam. Now, uh, I would just be cautious about all your documents. So I would say, you know, yes, have your visa, have your passport. And I would make sure you have like your COVID documentation. Now, it's not really necessary to come to Vietnam and have a COVID documentation handy, but uh, it is encouraged. So in case you do stay here for a long period of time and you maybe go to a hotel or a place that requires it, it's good to have. I know uh, a few times when I had to travel and do a border run, they asked me for it. They're like, can I see your COVID card? I'm like, sure, yeah, no problem. And I'm glad that we had it because if not, we would have been denied entry onto the plane or wherever we were going. So this was kind of a big deal. Uh, so now... And now that the nitty gritty of the documents are taken care of, now let's talk about, you know, where to go. So, you know, when you're going to Vietnam, there's many beautiful places to go. Uh, I haven't been to personally all the places that I listed, but I've been to uh, a good amount of them. So if you're like me, I like to see, you know, some cultural places, some older places like ancient buildings, maybe some scenery, stuff like that. So if you really like some of the older buildings, I would highly encourage you to check out Hanoi, uh, which is the capital of Vietnam. It is a very beautiful area. Uh, they have a lot of older buildings. Uh, they also, especially in the old quarters, which is like in the older section, kind of like an old town. It's a very, very beautiful to go to. Uh, and the weather's pretty nice. You know, I'd say it's probably around like, oh, 25 degrees Celsius uh, with some humidity and a little bit of overcast. So, you know, it rains quite a bit there, but you know, it's reasonable. Uh, and I, I really, really like that experience. Um, but you know, if you're someone like me who also likes a busy city, you know, come to Ho Chi Minh. You know, Ho Chi Minh City is a, a very um, well-developed, really popular, advanced city where you can find everything you're looking for. So if you miss some of the accommodations you had back at home, nine times out of ten you can find it here. You know, while living in Vietnam, I never realized I wasn't living in America until I realized I was in a different country because all the accommodations were there. If I wanted a cell phone or, you know, some sort of electronic device. I could find it. It may not be as easy as going to Walmart, but, you know, you could go to a store and find something that you're looking for, which is great. So I would say if you're looking for advanced accommodation, Ho Chi Minh City is your best bet. Now, if you like the beaches, you know, I, I which I do, I would check out these beaches. Uh, I would check out Phu Gok, which in my mind is probably one of the most beautiful places I've been to in a long, long time. They have beautiful, uh, you know, little islands you can go to, very clear water. It's it's really a, a good situation. But, you know, a lot of people will debate that Nichang or Danang are also some of the best beaches you can go to. I, I can't say yes or no, uh, but a lot of locals will go there during their holiday and they swear by this. So if you really want a good beach to go to, I would suggest Fuguk, Danang, and Nichang. Sure, there's places like Vung Tao, but... Um, you know, not many people go to Vung Tao and it's kind of dirty. So maybe not the first <laughs> impression you want to make of Vietnam. So I would say go to one of the more populated beaches like that and you'll have a great time. Now, if you want to go to like a very beautiful ancient city, uh, you know, I would suggest Hoi An. Uh, I personally haven't been there, but I've seen a lot of pictures and a lot of videos they've shot there. And it's a very ancient city. Uh, they also have a lot of French architecture, which 
I, I felt to be very beautiful. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you know, check out Hoi An. It's, it's a very good place. Uh, so now I wanted to encourage you about some things when you're coming to Vietnam. Uh, you know, one thing I would say is don't come during a holiday. Uh, that's probably one of the worst things you can do because at that time, everyone's traveling. It's super busy. And then the rates are super expensive. You know, like people have told me, you know, the air, airplane tickets are like two, maybe $3,000 just to come. And it's just totally not worth it. Because let's say, for instance, you do come to Ho Chi Minh City. There's no one there. Everyone went back to their hometown. You know, most people are in the deep north or the lower south. So when they travel, they're gone. So many expats, when they come to Ho Chi Minh City during a holiday, <laughs> they're almost like stranded, like almost like without food or water or anything because no one's here. Everyone's gone. Uh, you know, so like when the Tet holiday comes around, that's especially a big time because everyone goes back to their hometown during Tet. So I would say don't do that. You know, don't come during that time. And also for Labor Day. You know, we just had a Labor Day weekend here. Uh, I think it was about a five-day holiday. So, you know, usually most people will go back to hometown then too because there's so much time for you to go there. Uh, so when me and my wife went to my my mother-in-law's hometown, we went there a week, almost two weeks before Labor Day weekend because it's cheaper and we had more quality time with my mom and it was better. So I would say, you know, if you're going to travel or have cheaper fares and do things you want, do it around the times that are not so expensive. You'll save yourself a lot of hassle. And also, you know, don't don't come during, like, summer. The reason why I say that is because it's excruciatingly hot, uh, and everyone wants to come during the summer because they think it's the best time. It's not. So it's going to be super crowded. Uh, it's not going to be a good experience. You know, you are just going to be falling into the trap of tourism, which isn't very fun. And, of course, it's hot. It's, like, what, almost 40 degrees Celsius? You don't want that. So, you know, I would say come in the off-season, you know, come, like, around August, September, October time frame, you know, April, May, no, April, March, maybe May. I wouldn't really push May. I would maybe wait till after May, maybe June area. And that's it. Because the other times it's going to be really, really busy and uh, you may not have a good experience. You know, I, I would say if you want the real cultural local experience, come in the off tour season. That, that would be my best bet for you. So then you can really get the full experience of Vietnam. Uh, so, you know, guys, this is kind of what I have to offer for this episode. Uh, I hope you guys can take this information and do with it what you will. But, you know, come to Vietnam. You know, I, I think it's not a bad process to get here. Uh, you know, I would say, you know, save up a little bit of money. But you don't need to You don't need to actually spend a lot of money because here it's a very cheap country. So, you know, you can maybe take $100 and stretch that over like a week, maybe two weeks, and it'll go a long way. So I would really highly encourage you to come, visit, and get a good experience. And take a lot of photos. I've, I've taken a lot, a lot of photos, a lot of videos. Uh, it's been a very beautiful experience for me. And guys, also just to let you know, if you guys are going to travel, uh, you know, I also suggest a really cool insurance provider called Safety Wing. Uh, Safety Wing is designed for digital nomads or people who work remote. Uh, the insurance is very flexible, so it's really good to spend a little bit of money for the amount of time you go. So when you sign up for the insurance, it'll actually ask you, you know, how many days you're going to be insured, where you're going to go, uh, these different types of things. And then it'll print you out your insurance itinerary, which is super useful and it's affordable. You know, I think you can probably spend maybe 45 bucks a month to have a good experience. Uh, but, you know, check it out and don't feel sorry later because then when you have to go to the hospital or have a problem, you're insured and you're taken care of. So, again, that's Safety Week. 
Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for me. I really hope you guys liked today's episode of Living Abroad Vietnam Edition, and we'll see you guys soon, okay? Take care.